Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. Thank you so much for making us a part of your life each and every day. This podcast is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our podcast in particular takes a deep dive into everything going on in the life of Duke athletics. The Duke football team fresh off the Birmingham Bowl victory, getting set for the first season coming up with Manny Diaz as the head coach. But we're going to be focusing a lot on basketball, and we do that today, of course, when we'll talk a little bit more in depth about Mark Mitchell. I've got my pal Jordan Mann from the Big J and Little J Show joining us on today's show. If you have not done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever it is that you get your podcasts. This podcast is available on every single podcast platform that's out there. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a written review. The algorithm loves when you take the time to do that. And then also, I ask that you watch us on YouTube each and every day. And if you are watching, like this video, share it with your friends, and more importantly, hit that subscribe button. We're trying to grow this community as we're getting closer to 2,000 subscribers, which is just so crazy and so awesome to think about. So without further ado, let me bring on my good friend for today's show. It's Jordan Mann of the Big J and Little J Show. And uh, Jordan, I hope that you had a very Merry Christmas with friends and family. It's good to see you once again, my friend. Yeah, brother. Same to you. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And uh, yeah, it was uh, started out great with Duke beating Troy in the bowl game to really start off Christmas Eve Eve. And now here we are talking about Duke basketball two days after Christmas, and I'm ready to get at it. Yeah, we've got a, a coaching staff that's starting to come together for Manny Diaz, and you and I will have many conversations about that uh, in the days and weeks to come. But uh, we're focused on basketball today, and as folks are seeing in the episode title here, as I kind of teased at the start, I really want to talk about Mark Mitchell because I see his name kind of trending very frequently this season when you're watching Duke basketball. We've talked a lot about Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski, even Jared McCain recently in a positive manner. We've talked about Tyrese Proctor and what he's able to do for this Duke team and talked about him a lot more recently given his injury. Uh, But also Mark Mitchell is a name that's out there that hasn't had the most positive uh, kind of things being said about him at this point. So really want to take a deeper dive into Mark Mitchell, the player so far this season. Uh, what do you think of his play so far this year, Jordan? Just an open-ended question there for you. Yeah, I mean, of course, like the shooting struggles stick out. He's shooting 5% from three. Like you said, one three is one of 19. But like I said on previous episode, a few, maybe a month or so ago, he made 19 threes last year. Like I know he shot 35%, but he was not a consistent three-point shooter, and that's okay. It's just not his game. And Eventually, he's going to hit a couple to where it's not going to be 5%. He'll be maybe low 20s by the end of the season. But if you would have told me, JJ, from freshman year to sophomore year, Mark Mitchell would average more points, we'd be like, yeah, of course. And he is. He's averaging 11 points per game this year. He averaged nine last year. And he's doing that while only making one perimeter shot. So, like, his game, his overall game has – his production has been better since last year. It's just the one element of his game that's really holding him back and – kind of holding Duke back to that next level. And that's okay because we are going to be in January now. So get the kinks out. Like what happened in November and December is done. And you can finish strong with Queens here on the 30th. And we'll dive into that too. But 
yeah, like Mark Mitchell, he's shooting, he's shooting struggles for sure is well documented. But at the end of the day, he's averaging double digits. Like he's getting to the rim and getting fouled, getting to the line. Like he's scoring in other ways. And you talk about the double fi- uh, double digits and scoring in double figures for Mark Mitchell, 11 points per game, nearly five rebounds, 45% shooting from the floor. And they're in the single digits. We've got those numbers posted for folks watching us here on YouTube. 21-2 and two is the record throughout his Duke career when Mark Mitchell scores in double figures. Duke basketball, 21 wins, two losses when he scores at least two points, or ex- at least 10 points, excuse me. Why has that been the case? Honestly, that's a great question. Like it could, like you want to say it's also a coincidence, but when it's twenty-three games is your volume, like that's pretty significant, and it just shows that he is like a he's a contributor. Like what he needs to score the basket for Duke, he needs to score the ball for Duke to beat teams. Like it's just that simple. And shout out to my co-host for the Big J and Little J show, Connor O'Neill. He does the tracker, the points tracker, every game for Mark Mitchell when he gets to ten points, and so that's. Very hilarious to see. So I have a shout out to Connor. But yeah, he just he is a valuable piece for Duke. And what's crazy, JJ, is he is shooting 45% from the field, but again, he's shooting 5% from three. So he's shooting 57% from two, which is six percent higher than last year. He was shooting 51%. So he's got better around the rim statistically for Duke, efficiently for Duke. It's just the perimeter part of his game is what's lacking. And so 57%, that's a huge jump. 6% jump around the rim. I mean, Baycott could only dream about that in UNC. <laughs> so Mitchell's getting the ball in the hoop in different ways. And he's a great offensive rebounder too. Like to go off of that real quick, he's averaging like 9% as an offensive rebounding percentage. Last year, it was 6%. So the dude crashes in places, tail off for Duke. He just needs to get that perimeter shot going. I am as pro Mark Mitchell as they come. I want that to be very clear, and I'll probably have to remind people throughout the episode, and here we are uh, creating conversation around the Duke program so far this season. In this moment, I'll begin to be kind of devil's advocate here and ask you, Jordan, we look at the large sample size, 23 games, as you mentioned, and Duke's got this great record. They're 21-2 and when he's able to score in double figures. We go back to the shooting numbers, however, and it's starting to become – a larger sample size for Mark Mitchell. This isn't just a few games. This is 11 games so far this season. We've got full proof of last year of what he can be as a three-point shooter, but who's to say that that was kind of a blip in the radar and this is more of an accurate representation of what to expect from him from shooting. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a fair, that's a valid, that's a valid point. And the only thing I can really say is like, I obviously I have a we. I've joked about like his shooting abilities and stuff and on Twitter, like I have a bit, but in reality, like what I'd like to see him do is if he's going to shoot one or two threes a game, shoot it in the first four minutes. And if you make it hell yeah, because you saw the ball go through the hole and that's what you need to see. If you miss, so what it's eight, six with 16 minutes to go in the game. Like it, who cares? But his, the one place that he shot decent, uh, I think Jay Billis pointed it out last game for Duke, uh, against Baylor, the one area on the court where he shot well, decent, was uh, in the corner, corner threes. And so I would like to see, like when Proctor comes back, obviously Roach does it anyways, but really a penetrating kick early in the game and be shot ready for Mark Mitchell because the threes that he shot recently, the last couple of games, he's hesitating. Like he catches it on the wing. He doesn't know if he wants to – attack the space, the empty space this guy has, or throw it quickly to a guard to go set a ball screen. 
or if he wants to shoot it. And so he's kind of hesitating, which leads to missed shots. Just catch and shoot. Who cares at this point? Just let it rip and let it rip early in the game. And if it hits, your confidence is slowly going to build off that. And if you miss, who cares? No, I think it is fair to say, like, get these looks a little bit earlier to kind of set up what you're going to do the rest of the game. All that to say, also, when you look at the scoring numbers for Mark Mitchell, something that we haven't really talked about is his ability to get to the free throw line and how beneficial that has been to Duke throughout the season. I want to touch on that and a little bit more, but first we'll take our, our break here on the program and talk a little bit more about those free throw numbers when we return here on Locked On Blue Devils. All right, Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and we love them so much. As we get closer to the start of the new year and in the heart of bowl season, FanDuel has the greatest football odds that you can find. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So go ahead and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, let's move forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Once again, JJ Jackson alongside my pal Jordan Mann at Coach J Mann on Twitter from the Big J and Little J Show. Tell me, brother, about the show. Promote it, if you will, and where people can find it. Yeah, you can find it on Spotify and Apple. Uh, we will be starting back up. We're going to record probably the end of this week, hopefully. Uh, so we're, right now it's Wednesday. So hopefully tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday, and then have an episode out by early next week to get the new year going. And so I'm looking forward to a new season or new year, if you will. And uh, the podcast continues to grow, JJ, but that has to do with you. So I really appreciate you always giving me a platform to talk about Duke Athletics. So I really appreciate you. Absolutely. We love having you on the show. Folks on YouTube have started to welcome Jordan into the Locked On family, which is great. Send us comments down below. You love seeing folks yeah. kind of say hello to you. Some some people are always agreeing with you, some not so much, but that's exactly what you love, man. Yeah, healthy debate. Like I'm not <laughs> I hand off. I healthy have never debate. had I never say I'm always right. It's more like I'm always wrong. So I'm perfectly fine with having a healthy debate in the comments. So I love it. But I, yeah, I love the audience and I appreciate it. All right. So we uh, we teased it a moment ago, but I do want to talk about the free throw line for Mark Mitchell. This has been a focal point, I think, for uh, him directly, but then also so many players on this Duke team, really in basketball, the game itself. The more you go to the free throw line, the more you're going to set yourself up to be an effective offensive player. James Harden comes to mind. At the, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a long list of basketball players that have a great ability to do this. When we talk about Mark Mitchell's ability to get to the line, how was that getting done and truly how effective is that? What is that doing for him, the player? Yeah, honestly, it's an art because it really is an art for him. Like you said, James Harden, but James Harden can hit a four-point play. He can shoot sure. from three. Mark Mitchell, he's getting sagged off, and he's going to the line double the amount of times he did last season, and he was – Put your head down and get to the rim last season. But he went from averaging 2.7 free throws a game to 5.2 in one season. And his shooting, like we've talked about, obviously, is 
has declined so far this season, but he's getting to the rim. And that's an art within itself to be like, hey, get to the get to the rim, score or get fouled and make your free throws. And he's shooting 70% from the line, which is pretty average. Like, it's fine. And ideally, as a shooter, like when I'm in a shooting slump, when I was in a shooting slump, I would get to the line to see the ball go through the hole so then I can see a three. Obviously, it hasn't worked well for Mark Mitchell yet, but that is still a mentality that he needs to take. It's like, okay, just let me see the ball go through the hole one way or another and keep going to the free throw line with him going to the free throw line and shooting six to eight free throws a game, JJ, it really helps Duke. And it gets that record of 21 and two and 23 games. It can keep increasing because he's going to score 10 or more points. Thanks to the free throw line for the Duke basketball team this season, 11 games, Mark Mitchell has shot 52 free throws on the season. That is second on the team behind only Kyle Filipowski, who has shot 58 and then in third place, uh, there would be Jeremy Roach at 44 free throw attempts. And then there is a massive drop off until Caleb Foster's 27 free throw attempts per game. So it's kind of sizable how much he's separating himself from the rest of the team. As a team itself, I think Duke going into ACC play, getting off to a better start, like finding a way to get to the line more frequently is going to be critical. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know obviously we're talking about Mark Mitchell and that's just his game. Like it, it's just I've, I've said from the beginning, like that's his game. Be aggressive, get downhill. One thing I would like to see him do more is when he does catch on the perimeter and they are sagged off, instead of throwing it and immediately setting the ball screen, attack that empty space and attack that empty space where an angle to where the help side defender is in what we call a sucker hole to where does he commit to Mark Mitchell or does he stay on the shooter? If he commits to Mark Mitchell, Kick it to your perimeter, guys. They will knock down a three because Jared McCain is hot yeah. as crap right now. Right. Kick it to him. Or since he is hot, his guy will stay on him, and Mark Mitchell can drive by his current defender and get to the rim, and what's going to happen? He's going to make a layup or he's going to get fouled. So I'd like to see him use that dead space between him and his defender and use that to his advantage This uh, when it goes to 2024 and ACC play. All right, so we've talked about his offensive game so far because that's what a lot of people are focusing on when you look at the numbers, the outside shooting. Last year, he only misses one game the entire season. It's the Tennessee game in the NCAA tournament, and his absence was felt on the defensive end of the floor. What mm-hmm. have we seen out of Mark Mitchell, the defender, this season? I mean, he's still as active as ever. Like, he he really is. Like, he just – He's an energizer bunny. Helps side defense around the rim. Like he's he's doing it. Like I know his I think his steals and blocks are technically down by like half a half a point or whatever. But it it I'm watching the film and he's still as active as he was last year. He's just not getting his hand on as many basketballs. And so he just he's a guy you can rely on, JJ. Like when Proctor's back, you got Proctor who can lock up anybody, and you got Mitchell who can lock up anybody. And that's a recipe for success going into March. And that, that really helps with Filipowski because Filipowski's just a little slower. No offense to Filipowski, just a little slower laterally. So if he gets beat by his guy, Mark Mitchell's there at the four, and he can really help him out a lot because he can go up with any five in the league and contest a shot. Super excited that he's back for his sophomore season. A lot more excitement this offseason, however, around the decision from Kyle Filipowski and Tyrese Proctor to run it back for another year. Uh, Mark Mitchell, so far this season, we had the numbers up just a moment ago again at 11 points per game. People want to throw the sophomore slump kind of term out there. Is that what we're seeing right now, Jordan? I know we're kind of driving this train in one direction, but to be clear, 
Is Mark Mitchell going through a sophomore slump right now, do you think? I mean, he's going through a shooting slump. But to say a sophomore slump collectively, no, because he's averaging more points per game. He, his usage percentage is up from, to 23% this year. So they're That's going the through him. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going through him. So he's not slumping in the regard of basketball. He's slumping shooting outside. And that can all change. He can find a rhythm. Like the teams that Duke's playing next, Queens. Hey, maybe he makes make one or two. Go one or two against Queens. Go two or four. Who cares? Then Syracuse, Notre Dame at Notre Dame, who's down this year. Basically, he's got three to four games to work with, really, to start the new year. Hey, see what's there until you really hit the heart of the ACC lineup. And you know who I am circling for, JJ? And I'll we'll come back to it, obviously, when it gets closer. Is that Georgia Tech game. Yeah. Because he got the technical foul right at the end of the game. He's going to have that as a personal vendetta. And I think Mark Mitchell might have a career game against Georgia Tech because he's going to be pissed off. And so I think that he – I'm all aboard him having a strong 24 campaign to end 2023-2024 season. Well, I'm excited for all of that. I'm excited for ACC play coming up. One more non-conference game this Saturday against Queens. Let's talk a little bit more about that and uh, in today's show after this on Locked On Blue Devils. All right, here at Locked On, we definitely want to let you know about the first ever national sports 24-7 channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, Locked On Sports Today, also a podcast that you can listen to each and every day. All right, let's wind it down. Jordan Mann is back with us here on today's episode of the program. If you have not done so already, hit that subscribe button to our podcast feed, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow Jordan on X at Coach J Mann and at Duke FB Fan. So we got to talk about uh, the, the season here for Duke men's basketball with one game left and then on conference to take on Queens. One final opportunity, you would think, to easily go a little bit deeper into the bench. Queens just lost by 30 to Clemson for people that weren't quite aware. What are you expecting from a game like this? What would be important to to see, do you think? Well, I mean, I'm curious to see how Shire plays Proctor, if he plays Proctor. Like, is this a game where, hey, it's a good warm-up game before ACC play, just get the, get the dust off, and you can play sloppy against Queens because we need you for Syracuse? Or do you rest him and then play him for Syracuse, and then you start ACC play at 100% healthy, guaranteed? So that's number one. How is he going to use Proctor? Is he going to, use, is he going to play? Number two, yeah, I think it's a game where if Duke does what they need to do, and that's handle business, then I think it is a game where you see Duke go into, is Reeves healthy? That would be great. This would be a great Christian Reeves game. He's been hurt, and then his minutes have been limited. Hey, can we go deep in the bench to where Sean Stewart gets productive minutes with TJ Power, and maybe Reeves runs a four-minute segment? So this is a game where I would like to see the bench. This is a long-winded answer to your question, JJ, but yes, I would like to see the bench get in. And Jalen Blakes, baby, let me get him in 20-plus minutes this game. Yeah, we've got to get Blake's out there for more yeah, run and more minutes. Uh, what, give the stat once again. People, oh, I, don't have have, the, I don't have the stat on. You're not ready I, for it. I think it's ten of eleven. He's shooting ninety-two percent when he plays twenty or more minutes this season. So, 
He's efficient when he gets the ball. He gets the job done when he plays a lot. Maybe he can do that against Queens. He's the best player in college basketball when he plays 20 more minutes. Yeah, so the Christian Reeves injury is interesting. We were expecting a little bit more from him so far this season, and he just hasn't had the time out on the floor. I will say uh, in countdown and in the exhibition game, like my good, we walked away and once again, Christian Reeves was the best player on the floor. So we'd love to see him healthy and kind of get back out there. But more importantly, I think for this Duke team this year, what's going on with Sean Stewart? How do we get this guy more involved with this Duke team? And maybe it starts uh, in a game like uh, Queens coming up on Saturday. I think it's like since it, we haven't seen it. So I think it's practice. I think he just has to be consistent in practice. And that's just me making an educated guess because he had the one game uh, where he had a double-double, and then the next game I think he had like two points and five rebounds or something like that. And since then, that was somewhere in the middle of December, is when Duke had the yep. Duke Classic or whatever. And since then, yeah, like it's uh, it's interesting, but like I'm not questioning Shire because like I've said, I am a Shire stan, and when Duke is in a rut, he is the best adjuster that I've seen, arguably, in college basketball, one of the tops. And he has found some solutions with Duke's struggles early on, and now Duke's getting hot. I mean, they just beat number 10 Baylor, pretty pretty impressive win. And so, Sean Stewart, this would be a good game for him, though, to answer your question, because I don't know what Queen's rotation is in terms of, like, height and athleticism. I know they historically when they were D2, they had a lot of D1 transfers that were good – good hoopers i don't know what the roster is now as they are d1 now but it would be a good game for sean stewart and then the syracuse game to go to that i mean that'd be an ideal game for sean stewart gets that zone a backside lob to sean stewart on the backside block would be ideal jj but i think he's just got to continue to be consistent in practice if he wants minutes for duke he might be able to get that done this upcoming Saturday as Duke takes on Queens and then maybe a little bit more run for TJ Power. Been really impressed with what we've seen so far from him. I mean, anytime you start your college career, six of 12 from three-point range, you're a shooter. We've known this about the guy. Can't wait to get more open looks for him. And I think there's absolutely a place for TJ Power to contribute to the success of this Duke basketball team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is talented offensively. The only thing about TJ Power is he just has to be better defensively. And that's, again, he's 18. He's a freshman. He's playing high major basketball. It's it's fine that he's not there right now. It's okay. I know we're all Duke is one and done, like centered, but it's okay. Like, just keep improving your game because he is very talented offensively. And then he'll, he'll figure it out defensively. He might not be this year, but so what? He can come back for year two. This is an obvious point, but one of those moments I'm having once again where you got to remind yourself there's only one basketball. There's only five guys on the floor at one single time. As awesome as it would be, Jordan, for everyone to be hooping, all you just can't do that. Like That's just not realistic. And so kind of owning your role and helping this team operate more efficiently is what we're trying to figure out so that Duke can get off to a productive start in ACC play. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse to be a program like Duke where you're getting all these five-star caliber players, but then you get them and like a Jeremy Roach, who was a the best, arguably the best player in the state of Virginia out of high school, you have him for four years. I know you're getting these five-star point guards to play with him, but he is solidified former five-star, four-star, 
So, yeah, to prove your point, like, it's a blessing to have this roster, but it's also a curse because there is no room sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, only so many guys can play at one given moment. Well, this has been a fun conversation, Jordan. Love having you on the show each and every uh, week. One more time, if you will, kind of please promote your work and everything you got going on. Yeah, Big J and Little J Show. Uh, We're also on X at Big J and Little J Show, and uh, we'll be discussing, we'll recap Duke's Bowl win, the hirings Manny Diaz made recently, and then we are flipping straight to basketball, and I'm ready to get to it. You give me all the basketball content, so I love it, and so I'm going to talk more about it coming into January. And so, yeah, I hope you guys like and subscribe to the Big J and Little J Show. Let's make it happen. Jordan, it's great to see you as always. We'll do this again soon, okay? Sounds good, brother. All right, that's Jordan Mann joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, and that's going to do it for our show once again here today. If you will, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever it is that you get your podcast. Uh, follow us on X at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm there as well at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Your support means so much. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.